Hello, everyone, and welcome to Co-Creation Station. This is the podcast where we talk about the law of attraction, the art of allowing, spiritual magic, the mind-body-spirit connection, and how to best enjoy this mystical, miraculous, mysterious, crazy, sometimes confounding, but always incredible journey we call life. My name is Colin. I'm located in beautiful, sunny North Hollywood, California. My name is Stephanie Orlina. I am a transformational life coach, and I am in San Diego, California. We want to thank you so much for listening or watching, however you're uh, enjoying this episode. We often, well, we just want to tell you up front, we do often mention Abraham Hicks and Esther Hicks on the podcast. If you're not familiar with those names, Esther is a speaker and author who channels Abraham. Abraham is described as a group of entities from beyond our physical world who share their wisdom by speaking through Esther at workshops and speaking opportunities around the world. You can find more uh, out about Abraham and Esther. Um, you can search on YouTube. You can search on your web browser. Um, you can also go to their website, abraham-hicks.com for more information. Uh, each week we start our discussion here from a different jumping off point. And um, as usual, our jumping off point started in our friend time, which we do right on Zoom right before the episode. And I was telling Stephanie, you had mentioned um, that I hadn't pulled a oracle or tarot card for us to sort of base the episode around. Yeah in a while. So we decided to do that. And when I went over to my giant table of uh, that is filled with many, many uh, tarot decks and Oracle card decks, um, I found this one, the one I was drawn to is called uh, the answer is simple. It's a set of Oracle cards um, uh, for the audio folks. I'm showing the book here um, on the, uh, on the screen. It's a beautiful book uh, has a little beautiful picture of a, a sky with a dove and a, some sort of beautiful white flower and butterflies and everything. Um, but uh, it's called The Answer is Simple. And it's by Sonia Choquette, who um, has written a lot of uh, pretty uh, top-selling books. Um, she's written Diary of a Psychic, Ask Your Guides, and Trust Your Vibes. Oh, I like that. Trust Your Vibes. Yeah. And she's also created um, a bunch of different Oracle card decks um, of this, of which this is one. And I was telling Stephanie that um, it drove me a little crazy at the beginning because um, it, <laughs> it lives up to the title, which is the answer is simple. And quite often when I have a complicated problem, I'm convinced that the answer must also be complicated. And the fact that anyone thinks that they can simplify it down for me is aggravating. Um, but um, uh, this deck has actually helped me a great deal. And quite often the answer is simple and a lot right. simpler than I think. Um, but when I pulled the card, um, which I did right before we started recording, I just started to laugh because they are, they're all written like this. They're all just like very simple things. This card is, it's called stick with it. Oh, I like that. And it's, uh, again, for the audio listeners here, uh, the, the visual on the card is, uh, it's sort of, a uh, the, an extended tip of a very tall pine tree. And the person is just climbing the the pine tree all the way up into the sky. And uh, it looks like a very long journey, but there's a very uh, wonderful goal at the top. Mm. Uh, and let me see what, what it says here. It says card number 44, stick with it. I mean, the funny thing about this deck is like that really, like sometimes when you have a question in, in your life or whatever, you just pull the card and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you don't need to read the description it's right? like, oh, stick with it you know? um, uh, so anyone so I think because of our on our Spotify anchor change to Spotify Spotify bought anchor and yes. I think now people can go in there and um, make a remark like you know so oh. 
so does that for any of our listeners, does that pretty much answer a question? <laughs> I'd love to know. That would be cool if somebody's like driving in their car, you know, on this Monday morning when it when it goes live and they're just like, man, I really hope they talk about something that helps me figure out what I should do about fill in the blank. It's like, stick with it. And you're like, oh, I can just turn the podcast off. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, okay. So here's what it says in the book. And again, this is Sonia Chuckhat's writing here. Um, as you wake up your spirit and begin to live in, high, in the higher frequency of love, the ego becomes confused and wants to resist. This new energy displaces the ego's power and renders it impotent. So it tries to reverse or arrest the changes. Be aware of your ego's resistance and stay true to your spirit anyway. Ignore the inner ego dialogue that suggests you're wasting your time and thus tries to discourage your efforts. Changing your vibration to a higher level and being able to consistently hold it takes patience, practice, and discipline. Stick with your determination to live your spirit. Remain faithful to what you love, what you believe in, and what reflects your authentic self. Although you may not see instant results, you can feel the change within yourselves as you bring more light and love to your being. Stick with your higher intentions and soon you'll witness the effects in your world. Mm, that was beautiful. It's really good. I think sometimes like, um, I mean, very the, wise. Yeah. The reason, um, that sometimes simple answers aggravate me is because there's kind of this like chaos churning in my mind, sometimes between two or three different options, or just like a situation where I don't know what to do. Like I need to do something. It seems like I need to do something, um, like take decisive action and I don't know what to do. And a simple answer sometimes feels inadequate. It's like, well, this situation right. in my yeah. head is so big. It can't possibly just be yeah. like, stick with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, or let go. That was something that yeah. we were talking about in front time. Someone had had these, yeah. all of these, was telling a story and they had all of these issues and the, they went to some mentors and was just like, what do I do? And they're like, I don't know how the answers, but why don't you just let go and let God? And they were like, ah, and a month later they came back and they're like, you know what? Those issues, those five issues, they're, they're okay now. And I yeah. did like just be. <laughs> so Stephanie, is there something in your life where there's, there's like a question of what, what to do and the answer is stick with it? Um, it wasn't really so much a question of what to do. I, you know, I, I met with some advisors yesterday morning and, um, and I was, we were talking about, you know, I have a, a phone interview with someone about a possible position. And um, as I also, you know, build my coaching business, continue to build my coaching business. And uh, it was all about, they talked about, you know, stepping into this energy of who I really am and, um, and having it go from my head to my heart. And so I was kind of ruminating over all that yesterday. And then I had this really incredible dream. And, um, and I woke up this morning multiple times to use the restroom before I actually woke up. And, um, and I had this thought of like, oh, interview life coaches who are six figure life coaches. And so I wrote the you know note down and I <clears throat> went back to bed. And, um, and so I think for me, stick with it is like, just, yep, just keep moving forward. Just keep moving forward. Do the next indicated thing. Um, because I'm currently not a six figure woman with my business, 
However, I know, I know that I am energetic, like it's inevitable. And so that is just, yeah, like stick with it. Yeah. You are where you are. And, um, and you know what she wrote in there for that page, for that card about it taking practice, what'd she say? Practice, discipline, and something else. And I remember, I thought of this this week, this past week of this memory came to me when I was, you had my personal assistant business. This was gosh, over 15 years ago, I believe. Patience, patience. Patience, okay. And, um, and I start, I was listening to Abraham and I would, you know, I wanted these certain things in my life and I would listen to them and I'd practice it for a day, you know, two days. And then I'd get frustrated. This doesn't work. Blah, blah, blah. And, um, and I kept doing that multiple times. And then it wasn't until several years later. And I've told you all this story that I had this personal assistant customer who was just so hard to work for. And I started listening to Abraham a lot. And um, in that nine month period, I totally shifted. Like there was just a huge shift within me because I just started listening to them a lot. I started practicing. I started listening to music when I was at work, it made me feel better. And, um, and then I eventually started using it with my coaching clients and they started shifting. And so it's that whole practice thing. And when I think back, you know, um, of when I first started coaching and what I was charging clients and what I was doing and then to today and how I run my coaching business and how I have just really honed my craft. I'm like, I never, ever would have thought back then that this would be possible. And so again, I feel like I'm in a different stage and growing into who I really am because back there, I didn't even know that who I'd be today. So so yeah, I think stick with it is, yeah, you know. I think the important thing for me with that stick with it message um, is what we were talking about in front time beforehand, which is determination or 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 sticking with a commitment, you know, or, or sticking with something that you're not even necessarily like commitment, but just continuing to do something you enjoy or you're passionate about. Um, the important thing is if you, if you have a goal or, you know, you're trying to get somewhere um, as a result of that activity or whatever is to keep your vibration high and to keep, uh, you know, keep yourself in an, uh, a fairly good emotional, positive emotional state as much as possible while you're, while you're sticking with it, while you're continuing to do the thing. Because mm-hmm. I've had times in my life where I've been determined and I've stuck with something but I've got a negative vibration going about yeah, it. I'm yeah. in resistance the entire time. That like, doesn't feel fun at all. I'm gonna, because we have all these ways of which we think we can control the universe without, you know, all by ourselves, with our will, without the law of attraction, without the universe helping. And, um, you know, that's one of the cultural myths, I think. Well, if you just bear down and you just, you know, hammer the hammer the nail every day and hammer, hammer it harder every day, then you'll you'll get what you want. And, um, and for some people that works, right? I think that for some people that has worked for them, but there's a big, pro- I feel like there's a big price. I still um, think with people that it works for, they have the belief that it will work, you know, but it's possible to like hammer the nail every day because you've you've been told to, but not believe that it will work. Oh, absolutely. And, absolutely. and still be in resistance of like, well, I should have, 
I should have reached my goal by now. I've hit enough nails, you know? Yeah. And so you're doing, you're doing the action that's sort of prescribed, but you don't have the belief underneath. Um, and I think oh, then me, you, and then you quit, then they quit. I've quit, you know, before yeah. I get to that point. I right. love that image I've seen on social media where the guy's in the mine and he's, you know, got the pick. Yeah. And there's two different ones. And there's one where yeah. he gives up and walks away and the diamonds are like, you know, he's got this much more to pitch away at and he'd yeah. come across all these diamonds. And then the other one is like, he keeps pitching and you know, he's going to catch it. And like, but to a certain extent, yeah, I love that. I love that image too. I think it's really powerful, but, but to a certain extent, Gary V has this, uh, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk who's a online, you know, kind of media guru i guess um talks a lot about how to do social media and stuff like that um he has this great um drawing that he put up one time that i saved and i look at a lot which is just like how how we're told success is and it's somebody running you know they've obviously run a long way and they're crossing a finish line and the medal or the trophy's waiting for them there's people cheering yeah and then there's another panel that says how success actually works and it's just this guy walking happily whistling <laughs> and and there's no finish line or it's just an infinity symbol above his head you know just like this is it you know mm -hmm. just like keep walking happily you know wow and yeah i i've always gotten a lot out of that because i think we get and it's not it's not that there aren't finished lines in life it's not that there aren't trophies there are but if you're living for the trophy the entire time you're living for a small percentage of what our, you know, what our lives actually are, you know, the, the trophy moments um, exist and they're important and they're enjoyable, but they're fleeting. They're, they're brief. Most of our lives is the working towards the trophy, you know, yeah. so if you can, if you can find a place where you're happy, just doing what you're doing and you're in a high vibration, you're in a good emotional state, just every day, getting up and doing what you, what you do, you'll get the trophies, but you'll also be happy along the way. The problem is if you're in a negative vibration on your way to the trophy, two, two problems there. One is your negative vibration is going to hurt your efforts to get the actual trophy. <laughs> and well, slow it down. It slows it down. Or, yeah, sure. space it, yeah. And you're not enjoying the journey back. at all. And you're miserable 99% of the time before you get, even if you get the trophy, when you get there, 99% of the time you're miserable on your way. So I think the, the stick with it thing for me is like, it is really important because sometimes I can get very discouraged again, because it looks like, you know, what I want or desire or I'm working towards whatever hasn't shown up yet. Yeah. Um, so I think stick with it is very powerful, but it's also like, just, I was thinking about this recently. Like I have some goals with my Dungeons and Dragons hobby, I guess. And sometimes I get into this kind of mental funk about like, they're not manifesting fast enough. But the other day I was thinking, but the goal is to be happy. Mm. Like I'm, I want to do, you know, you've, you've mentioned that you've quoted Abraham about this many times. That's helped me a lot. It's like, yeah, those things are really great, but the goal is for me to feel good. And I can play D and D today where I'm at today and be happy so like don't miss that because you're trying to get this other goal because it's the same goal <laughs> yeah, the same yeah. goal is to feel good about myself feel happy feel some sort of accomplishment but i can do that today and if i can if i can enjoy today number one it's the reverse of that you know miserable till the trophy thing i mean number one today i'm going to be happy even though the trophy isn't there isn't that and cool I'm though to be closer to getting the trophy if i'm happy yeah 
isn't that cool that we can feel good now? Like I can feel yeah. good now on my way to wherever I'm got wanting to go or be. And it's kind of like what you were talking about in front time about be more vibration based. Would you say emotion based? And what is it? Be more vibration based. Yeah. Vibration based. Vibration based. Feelings based. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, and then, and it's not that we don't take action. Um, but that we, I loved, I love inspired action. Cause then it's like easy peasy. Like, of course I want to do that. Oh my gosh, it sounds great. And I remember this was probably a couple of years ago where I had, I needed to make a phone call to someone about business. And I was like, I was dreading it. I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. And so I, of course I procrastinated and I went about my morning and I I think I was dancing in my kitchen, feeling great. And then it was like, Oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to make that phone call now. And I made it, it took like 30 seconds. I mean, it was so easy and I had no resistance at all. I actually wanted to do it. I was inspired to do it. And I, I remember when it was, and it wasn't that big of a deal. And I remember when I was done, I was like, Whoa, I was shocked because I was not going to, I was, I was like, I probably would not have made that call, but because I got in the vortex and not even thinking, oh, let me get in the vortex and then I'll feel better and I'll make that call. It was just like, no, I'm going to go over here and do this thing. And um, and dancing always gets me in the vortex. And then it was like that making, you know, taking that action came to mind. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. There's, you know, this plays into something. Hopefully this won't get too dense, but this plays into something that I really started. I heard this thing and it started me thinking this week about success and you know for a while i've been think i've been aware and and understanding and trying to work on the fact that i know that i had a uh my definition of success was off in the sense that my definition of success up until you know several years ago was you know getting things you know that's the success and now what i what i try to view success what success really is for me is like am i treating people well am i enjoying my life um, am I acting with integrity? Those those sorts of things. That feels like success. But I I started, I heard this thing that sort of triggered this whole other road about success, <laughs> thinking about it. And this other road is that like, we're, we're even further off in our understanding of success. And if I can try to explain it, what it means is, if you think about anybody that's been successful at anything, part of the illusion, you think about big, big uh, stories, you know, of success, the illusion is that the person, one person, you know, in most cases worked really hard, got really good at something, put their talent and skill and, and power, whatever they accumulated along the way into effect. And they kind of uh, achieved the success with that, right? And so if you think about, you know, a team winning the Super Bowl or the World Series or something like that, it's like, well, the team was really talented. They worked really hard. They overcame adversity, they used their skill and talent, and they and they succeeded in winning. And basically, this other theory is, is that is total bullshit. <laughs> that there is no success in that sense. Because if you think about it, any team that win, and I'm just going to stick with sports for a moment, but you can go all kinds of places with this. Any team that wins like the championship, the other team has to make some mistakes. Like if the other team doesn't make mistakes and they do everything right, then they win. So the team that actually wins only wins if they do a lot of good things, but also the other team fails in certain ways. 
So there's no way that the team that wins can take 100% of the credit because they had to have the other team. And you could argue like, well, they played so well, they made the other team make mistakes. And it's like, well, but you could probably find at some point in the game where somebody made a goofy mistake that was not the fault of the, the great team. And that helped the team get the championship. So, and this, this started to really like mess with me in a good way because it's like, I think it takes the pressure off even more because we feel like we have to strive, you know, like, like I'll borrow your current example and you can cut me off anytime if you want. But like, if I was you and I wanted to make a hundred thousand dollars or more as a life coach, like my, my vision would be me, even in the context of the conversation you and I are having right now. Okay. Get in, stay in a good vibrational state as often as I can find out what the action steps are um from that you know try as much as i can to take the action steps in a good feeling place and then i will become a life coach and this this alternate theory says that's bullshit. no way can't happen what's gonna happen is you should do those things you should get in a vibration you should find out what the action steps are in that vibration as much as you can you should try to take those actions in a good vibration and then a bunch of shit you have no control over is going to help you get there like a bunch of people are going to do stuff that you have n nothing to do with. And you're actually going to fail a bunch of times. Like you failing a lot is really important to you getting to that. And that is not what we think. What we think is like, oh, we have to be successful as often as possible. They don't talk about that. That, you know, I think of um, Colonel, the Colonel, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. I yeah. remember reading, I think it was in Jack Canfield's book where, or someone like that, yeah. where he talked about, he got like, I don't remember, let's say it was a hundred. I think it was more than a hundred. It was probably 500 no's because he yeah. had this recipe and he kept, and he was in his sixties. I think he was an yeah. older gentleman yeah. and he came up with this idea and this business plan and he got all these no's and then finally he got a yes. So he failed a ship ton. Like any, like even me, you get, I get five no's. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go like somewhere else. Forget it. I'm not doing this. Um, but to have the tenacity <laughs> and probably the, like, he was just so determined, like, you know, who knows? We'd have to talk to him to find out, Yeah. but he failed a ton. And I, and, and now that you're bringing it up, I've, I've actually, when people talk about it, many of them are really honest and they're like, I actually want to fail because I learned from the fail failures yeah. but yeah. you know i out of 100 i win like maybe twice yeah and, and fail like you know 98 other times and so there is a lot of failure yeah um in the success and that's so, the thing like but we don't talk about we don't we hardly ever hear that and like you said my head does not say that my well head. and also we reframe it i mean i think that's it's real i'm super glad you brought up the colonel sanders story because that's one of the ones People may not be familiar with it, but in my, you know, I, I've read a lot of books about how to be successful and, you know, personal development and, you know, how to hustle and get ahead and all those sorts of things on the way to me basically finding, you know, the secret and Abraham is a much better way to live. Um, but um, the Colonel Sanders story gets brought up a lot and it gets in the in those sorts of books and lectures and stuff and it gets framed his failures get framed as successes. Like, like they'll say it kind of like you did like, oh, he had to fail a bunch of times, but that's why he was successful. And they reframe it as like, oh, him failing was like, it almost makes it sound like it was a conscious 
choice, you know, for him to like, uh, I'm gonna fail a bunch of times so I can succeed. But the reality is his life in the moment, if we if we if we really go back in history and let's go to his like 33rd failure, yeah. his life is a mess. His yeah. life is a mess. Mm -hmm. He probably has lost most confidence, if not all, in himself. His friends and family are telling him, What the fuck are you give doing? It out. Like, yeah, give it up. You failed 33 times. Like, what the hell? And none of them know there's another 27 ahead, <laughs> you know, like it's a disaster. Like his life is a disaster and that, and it's, so it's not the like, oh, but he was determined. It's like, well, I, no, I think, I think the, it's the, more like, I think it was a, a vision within him. Like there was something within him that but knew that, but what, but, yes, just but, wanted it, wanted it. And so he didn't give up. But, but that's that's where the lie is. That's where the lie is, because of course he gave up. Of course he gave up. He must have given up like three times. Well, no, what I, what I mean is, because I was going to say this, it reminds me of, you know, in all those times that I gave the story about a, listening to Abraham and then going, ah, but then I'd always come back to it. Mm. And, I, and I realized it's like, oh, Steph, you fell down seven. It's like, fall down seven, but get up eight. Cause then I, no, I understand what out. you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but I'm, I'm actually trying to frame something different here, which is that in the story of Colonel Sanders, what get, what gets edited out because the story is that he kept failing. And as you say, and I'm, I'm not saying what, how you're framing it is untrue, but I'm just saying it's inaccurate in terms of painting the whole picture, because yes, of course he must've really believed in it to do it a hundred times or whatever it was, of course. But what we're not seeing in that story is I would bet a, all the money I have in the world that there was at least one week in that period where he may, and he may not have told anyone, but he had completely given up. He had decided he had given up. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm not saying that he didn't. Cause right. even so, me, I'm just like money of times that I was like, fuck it. I'm out of here. That's the part of the story that gets edited out. Like that's, and I think that's the thing where it's like, not just because my guess would also be that at the end of that week, something happened that he had no control over and gave him the like spark to restart the process and that's what i think we miss is because when even when we tell the story of colonel sanders if we edit out the doubt and we edit out that he was human and we edit out that he probably quit a bunch of times and then restarted right yeah you set colonel sanders up as this superhuman you know, so dedicated to his passion that he never considered. No, and I never, and that's not what I think of either. I just think of like, wow, yeah, that's a fucking hard road to like, let's say but he that got is 500 how the story gets, I'm just saying that is how the personal development gurus tell that story is like, right. yeah. he was so yeah. singularly and, and you have to become so singularly dedicated to your goal yeah. that you won't yeah. let anything stop no, you. That's and not the real. thing is, yeah, the real stories are that people get stopped all the time. Yeah, and yeah. what you've got to real what you've got to realize is it's not your inner determination that's going to save you. It's it's the universe and weird shit you can't control that's going to save you. Like well, it, it goes just, back to, it goes back to that whole thing of in the moment we we desire it, it's in the vortex. And yes, if there's this a, calling which, yeah. for it, there's this yearning. I always say you know, cause that, that was the thing that led me to eventually coaching was this innate desire to feel better when I was in my twenties. And so I got into personal growth and self-help. I started seeing a therapist and I just have, and I'm thankful that I have that because I see other people in my family of origin and I'm just like, yeah, that would have been me. And I, 
I'd have, I was a walking dead at one point and I would have, I would have probably, I just would have been dead because I couldn't live like that in that pain and in that. And so I had this innate desire to feel better. And so I was searching and kept searching and I'd read these books and put them to use the ones I, things that I liked that I learned. And then eventually after a couple of decades, I was like, I have, I I don't know how I can do what I can do with this. And then eventually I discovered coaching. I was like, oh my God, this, this is, I can do this. But it, yeah, there were a lot of, a lot of fails, a lot of getting up, but then I just, something kept drawing me something within me kept drawing me back to it. And I think is that whole inner being is like, you know, it's there, it exists. And I keep calling, it keeps calling. Yeah, but I think it's really important to understand that it's not merely our own actions to keep going that get us there. There's also things along the way that we, there's no way we can tell what they are. There's no way we can tell when they're going to happen. There's no way we can oh, yeah. tell. Like that's the thing. I, I think of this Super Bowl. I know a lot of people hate the Patriots and I totally understand. Um, but Kelly and I are diehard Patriots fans because of where we grew up and where she still lives. And there was this one Super Bowl where um, I mean, the Seattle Seahawks, and my apologies to any Seattle Seahawks fans that are listening, because this will be a painful moment for them. Um, but they were absolutely, they were behind, but they were about to beat the Patriots. They were about to score a touchdown. They were on like the three yard line or something. And there was only 10 seconds left. So once the Seahawks scored that touchdown, very low chance the Patriots could have done anything about it. I mean, everyone around the world was like, oh, here's, this is inevitable. The Seahawks are going to win. And there's no way the Patriots can come back. And literally you see Tom Brady's face. Tom Brady is one of the most, you know, there's a chance when there's no chance in hell kind of guys. And even he's looking like very uncharacteristically, like this might be the end. <laughs> like This might be over. And uh, everybody thought they were going to run the ball. And instead they decided to throw a pass. And somehow a Patriots defender caught the pass. But I mean, if you look at the film, it's, it's one of the weirdest things because it's like the Seahawks receiver is about to catch the ball. And it's literally like the Patriots guy just like comes in out of nowhere and literally at the last moment, you know, puts his hands in front of the other guy's hands. And, and then the game is over the other way. And then like the time is up and the Seattle can't do anything about it. And I always think like Malcolm Butler, who's the Patriot who caught that interception, like, yes, he did a good thing. But most people believe that if the Seahawks had run the ball, they would have they would have scored. So the Patriots didn't win that alone. The, it's, it's very, most people agree, the Seahawks made a tremendous mistake. And so I think that, and, and no Patriot could have thought, you know, three seconds before it happened, how that, like, everybody was like, this is over. The Patriots are going to lose. Yeah. It sucks, but we gotta, yeah. we'll have to accept it. And then that thing that nobody could predict happened. And so it's not that the, I'm, you know, the Patriots were very talented. They worked very hard. They won a lot of games all season long. They played really good through that game. They had their bad moments like everybody, but there's that element of like, even as dedicated and committed and stick with it and all that, the final, granting of their desire yeah. basically came from beyond their control. Yeah. And that's the thing that we don't like to talk about is like, it's not just us. There's an element of co-creating with the universe. You're right. That, that is never really brought hands. up. Yeah. That's never really brought up. So good talk. 
And so <laughs> it is a self-reliance thing. I hear what you're saying. Now. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Like they saw. They, I mean, it's even possible to frame the art of allowing with like, well, if you do the art of allowing really, really well, you will on your own work with the universe, whatever, get your thing. And it's like, nope, it's never just us. It's there's always this thing bigger than us. We have a, like a whole, like I always say, um, a whole crew. And sometimes I don't yeah. even think of it as that big. That's not even just my inner being, higher self, and you know, God, spirit, you know, divine, whatever you think of. But there is like a ton of other energy on the other side that is just cheering me on, guiding. Me. I'm always wondering, like, where did that thought come from? Did it come from my inner being or something else? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's for me that I think what's true for, for me is that I can trust that, yeah. but it's really hard for me to do it. It's really hard for me to trust this like amorphous, you know, weird element. I we're toward, we're sort of out of time for this episode, but I was telling you about a thing that happened to me last weekend. Where it's well, like, we need to like, let's just pick it up in the next episode. All right. Well, stay tuned next week <laughs> for the continuation of our, of our, uh, our discussion here. Um, all right. Um, yeah. Sorry to leave you on a cliffhanger, but um, you know, tune in next Monday. And you'll hear the rest of them. Um, but we are so happy and, and uh, grateful that you've joined us here today, whether you listen to us or, or watch us and listen to us on YouTube. We appreciate it. Uh, remember at this time, I'm sure you're acutely aware now we are posting a brand new episode for you every single Monday morning. Um, we truly appreciate you doing whatever your platform allows you to do to support us. Um, all our uh, links and our email address are down in the doodly do in the YouTube version below. And we wish you a happy and abundant week. And we look forward to you joining us again on the continuation of this discussion on the next episode of Co-Creation Station. Have a great week, everybody. Bye.